seated. Well, glad to see all of you. Uh, for those of you that are visiting, I'm Branson Sheets. I'm the lead pastor here at Covenant Church, and this is Christmas Eve service number four of four. So uh, this is like the best crowd, right? All right, we've been practicing for you. All right, so when you would get here. So we're glad that you're here. And uh, I just say, this has been a great Christmas season around here. We, we have been doing a series of messages using this one word phrase called dilly. And by the way, dilly means most remarkable. And we've been using it not to uh, advertise alcoholic beverages, but... <laughs> to advertise Jesus, to glorify Jesus and to focus our attention on him. He is the one who, is, who deserves the title most remarkable. And so uh, maybe just one more time, dilly dilly. <laughs> Listen, we, tonight what I want to do is I want us to look together at one of the most remarkable promises in the Bible and it's a promise that was made about Jesus, and it was fulfilled at that first Christmas. Listen, about 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, there was a king by the name of Ahaz, and Ahaz was not a good king. In fact, the Bible says that he was a man who did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Now, by the way, that is not the record you want for yourself. You don't want that on your tombstone. You don't want that written about you. But that's what it says about him, meaning that he did just about everything he could to go the opposite way of God. Well, at a certain point in his reign... He, he was in, the, in a terrible bind because he realized that all around his small nation of Judah, his enemies were bearing down on him and they were threatening to attack all at the same time. And he also he realized his army was meager compared to any one of those armies, certainly if they all attacked at the same time. He had no chance. Uh, one of those nations was the nation called Assyria, which was really the bad boy nation. Uh, it was an empire that probably could not be rivaled in the history of the world unto that, until that point. And they were sort of gobbling up all the little countries on their way to Judah. And so Ahaz figured that Judah would be next. And he was beside himself with fear, and he did not know what to do. And so it was at that point that God sent a prophet to Ahaz, sent the prophet Isaiah to him. And I got to tell you, this is remarkable that God would do this. God sent a prophet to a man who did not give him the time of day. He, he had not been faithful to God. And yet God said he wanted to be faithful to him. 
And I got to tell you, that's how God works. God loves us even when we don't love him back. Even when we, we go the opposite way, God pursues us. And that's what he did with Ahaz. He wanted to bless Ahaz and give him victory over his enemies. And so, this is what he told Isaiah to tell him. And so Isaiah gave him the word. He said, this is the word of the Lord to you, Ahaz. God says for you to ask for a sign. And it can be any sign, anything you can ask God for and he will do it. And I, and I love what the scripture says. It says, you can ask from the deepest depths to the highest heights. Now, that's like saying, you can ask for anything for Christmas and, it, and the cost doesn't matter. Money is no object. Wouldn't that be great? Right? So, yeah. That's what he says. He says, anything. Ahaz, you can... Ask me for anything. Anything you need, I will do it because I want to show you my love and I want to show you my faithfulness. So ask me for a sign so I can show you. And what do you think Ahaz asked for? Nothing. Which is mind-boggling if you think about it. Here he's in the worst situation of his life. And God says, I will help you. And Ahaz's answer to God was, I will not ask for anything. Now why would he do that? Well, I can only think of one reason. The reason is, if he were to ask God for a sign... He would have to, that would be like saying he believed in God. He, he might have to put his trust in God. He might have to admit that his life was not honoring God. He might have to repent and bring his life under the obedience which God deserves. But Ahaz didn't want to do that, so he said to God... No thanks. I, and he even says this, I'll take my chances with the Assyrians. And by the way, that didn't turn out too well for him. Now here's where it gets good. <clears throat> Ahaz says no. And God says back to Ahaz, wow. I don't believe I've ever, I've ever known a man with a heart as hard as yours. You don't want a sign? Well, guess what? I'm going to give you one anyway. Even though you say no, I, I'm going to say yes. Because I want to show you my, my love and my faithfulness. I'm going to give you a sign. And here's the sign. A virgin will be with child and she will give birth to a son and his name will be called Emmanuel. Now obviously Ahaz didn't get to see that sign, that promise 
fulfilled in his lifetime. But what God promised was greater than anything Ahaz could have ever thought about in his whole life. It's greater than any of, anything any of us would ever have dreamed up. God said, I want, to, I want to show the whole world how much I love them. And so this will be the sign. An unmarried young woman who has never been with a man is going to become pregnant and no one is going to be able to figure out where that baby came from. But I'll give you a clue. His name will be called Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us now. So God was saying, guess what? <laughs> yes, I, the God of the universe, I'm going to step into the world that I created. Yes, I myself, who have always uh, been worshipped by angels from before time, I'm going to enter the womb of a young woman and I'm going to become a helpless baby. I am going to set aside my rightful divine nature and I'm going to take on human nature, human flesh, and become like every one of you so that I can take all of your sin onto me. And this will be a sign to the whole world of how much love I have. It will show the depth of my love and the height of my love. This shall be a sign. And you know what? God did it. God did it. And it's, it's why we're celebrating here. God became one of us. And then he took our sin. He did for us what we could never do for ourselves. He paid the price for the sin we committed, even though he committed none, because he loved us. And for those of us that put our trust in Jesus and what he has done for us, he is Emmanuel. Not just at Christmas, but he's God with us all the time. He's Emmanuel every single day. What a sign! You know, the, the problem is that the sign is for the whole world. That means uh, for some of you today, maybe you didn't realize how much God loves you and that he wants to be with you. The Bible says that from before the world was even created, God's heart was to be with us. I mean, if, if we were to ask God for something, a lot of times we ask for things that aren't very important, right? We ask things like, we, we say, God, can you help me pass this test? Uh, God, can you help me pay my light bill before it gets turned off? 
uh, God, can you help me with these people who are coming to my house for Christmas? Right? <laughs> and you know what? God is good, and he hears those prayers too. But those are kind of small compared to this sign right here. See, what God said at Christmas is, I'm going to give you what you need, and what you need is me. So I'm giving you me, because that's what I've always wanted for you, and it's what you've always needed. I want to be with you. Listen, for some of you today, this is a sign for you. It's a sign for you today. This is a sign for the whole world, but I think personally it's a sign for you. God is saying, look, you could have asked me for anything. I'm giving you myself. I'm giving you me. And you know what? A lot of people don't believe that today. Maybe some of you don't. Maybe because if you were to believe in that sign, you'd have to admit that God loves you. And that God did something wonderful for you. you. You might have to admit that your life has not been honoring God. And that you might need to repent and come under the obedience that God deserves. But you don't want to. And some of you would rather say, I will not ask. I'm going to take my chances in the world without God. Can I just say, that will not turn out well for you. I mean, look at the example of Ahaz. God sent Jesus for us because he loved us so he could be with us. So he could do for us what no one else could do. That's a great sign and really good news for people like us. So, Father, thank you. I just thank you. That way before the word Jesus, the name Jesus was uttered, you already had a promise that you were planning to fulfill, and you did it. You stepped out of eternity into time. You stepped into the womb of a virgin, and you became like us so that you could do for us Forgive us like none of us could do for ourselves. And we thank you, and we're so grateful. And all God's people said, amen. amen.